Hello, you're listening to The Critical Channel, a show about engineering leadership, organizational culture, software architecture, and several other very easy problems, including this episode's topic, stress. I'm joined by Italo Vietro and Pedro Carvalho to talk about it. Okay, welcome to The Critical Channel. Um, This episode is a special, ideally, hopefully shorter episode where we're going to talk about stress. Uh, So I Google stress for like about 17 and a half seconds before we uh, recorded. And it says that stress is how we react when we feel under pressure or threatened. Um, Italo, are you stressed? If I'm stressed? Not right now. I just came back from Greece. Wait, you should be. I'm pretty okay. (laughs) Pretty chill. Pretty chill? Did you, when you came back from Greece, did you have like everything waiting for you to come back and everybody was like i always find this when i go on holiday it's like i feel like i've left everything behind and then i come back and it's worse than than when i left you know what i i had the same impressions every time i went on vacation before this time i tried to prepare a little bit better before i went on vacation just so you you know i don't have anything like just hanging out there and when i'm back i have to pick it up from where, where i left um, this time it was like, you know what? I will close the topics. The topics, I, if I can't close it, I won't even start it. And when I came back, I just started the new ones and I took it from there. Nothing was on fire because luckily most people there are quite empowered to, to take action if something happens. So it was pretty, pretty okay when I came back. Lots of emails. So that is, mm-hmm. that is some stressful things to go through, unfortunately. Um, but aside from that, no, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. What is it about emails that's stressful? Oh god. Yeah, that's that's probably like a personal thing for me, but whenever I go through emails, right? I, I am a very methodical person. So I have to I go through keyboard shortcuts all the time on Gmail. So whenever I'm there, I I try to go to zero inbox every time. J E J Yeah. J E much. <laughs> so that's it. So you know, like everything that I have there, I either create a um a task that I have to do it in, in the day, or I reply to somebody there, but it has to be on the spot. Otherwise I will forget. And if I forget and I did this multiple times, then things get messy. So just going through that list is a little bit it, it gets me a little bit anxious and turns out to be stressful at some points. Um, sometimes the email is too sensitive, let's say, and, and there are very sensitive topics on it, so I have to really focus and pay attention to. So I think emails, for me, it's probably like one of those trigger zones where, you know, I just get triggered by it. Whenever I get an email, I have to look at it and solve it. It's, it's a like problem. A Pavlovian response that it that you get the little ding that there's an email and you have to jump on it. Yeah, it's uh, it's something I'm trying to work on, but it's it's definitely something I still do. It's like uh, I try to reach inbox zero every time, and if I'm not able to, I get this problem, anxious problem or something. So yeah, tricky one. There's a, an acronym I don't remember if it's from Inbox Zero. Um, shout out to Merlin Mann, who was my like podcast sensei back in the day, uh, or uh, getting things done in particular from one of those two frameworks of which I will put links to both of them in the show notes at criticalchannel.io slash 21. But for getting getting things done uh, in particular was a book that like 
I, I think it's the book that says like you, when a task comes in, you do one of four things, do it, delegate it, delete it or defer it or yep. something. That's it. Do delegate, delete, defer. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, when you start to look at everything in that frame of mind, you do plow through the to-do list more quickly. I'm not sure that it's... Um, so for me, stress is like when I'm... I know I'm stressed when I wake up in the morning and I'm in the shower and I'm like, I realize that I've just spent like 20 minutes in the shower just like f- trying to figure out what to do with the situation in my head rather than, you know, having a shower, hmm. right? Uh, and it's yeah, it's just when like the 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 work that you have to do and the whether it's work or not, but like whatever is on your mind just takes up so much of your mental time and space that you can't you you can't you feel like you can't get anything else done because that one thing is taking it up. For me, that's how it manifests. Um, Pedro, is 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 that similar to your experience? Oh yeah, um, especially the point about spending a lot of time thinking about what to do about a specific thing. I find that happens to me particularly when I don't have enough information and figuring out how to get that information is its own quest. And I find that to be very tightly coupled with the characteristics of the organization um, that I'm in. In some organizations, just trying to trying to decide how to navigate the org to get um, the information you need is is daunting and scary and is enough to make me hit the defer button more often than I should. And then I get stressed because of how many things I deferred. Um, so yeah, very familiar. Mm-hmm. Would you say that there's such a thing as uh, such a situation where some stress is good? Yeah. I mean, it depends on the kind of stress. Of course, there is good stress. Um, I think, I think when you have a tight deadline for something that you're, you know, motivated by, that you believe in, that you are fired up to, to do, for instance, and you're just trying to get that thing out the door, um, and, and, and there are problems and you're dealing with them, but you've got this inherent motivation to, to see it through because you really want whatever's on the other side. I think that's good stress. I've experienced that. At the, at, at the, my best work experiences have, have, have had that. Maybe, uh, I don't know if the word is stress, right? Cause, um, I think there's, there's good pressure to deliver something, right? Like you, you, you have some, you have some motivation, as you said, and, and there is some pleasure that you get out of it, which is, which is very good. And maybe that generates stress, which is controllable stress, right? This is not a good stress. It's just controllable stress because stress leads to high cortisol in your blood. High cortisol in your blood leads for you to be completely in the edge, on the edge, on your body, which is not good. So stress is very correlated to your bio- biological, um, you know, kind of thing that happens in your body. And that's why I don't agree, like, with good stress. Maybe it's a controllable stress. And, or, and I'm not completely saying, like, yeah. completely overruling what you just said, Pedro, just stating my position here. Like, I don't think there is a good stress. Let me let me qualify that then because you make a really good point. Um, the 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 stress itself, I think, is never good for the reasons you said. Uh, uh, the getting out of it, the feeling of accomplishment is nice, is satisfying. Like the satisfaction is good. 
Um, but yeah, I think that the stress itself, no, I mean, I, I, I know what it's like to have work that is giving me a lot of that stress and a lot of the satisfaction on the other side. Um, and as much satisfaction as I got at the end of the day, I still burned out just from having that for too long. So I, I, I think you make a really good point there, Ito. I think that comes down to it being a sprint, not a marathon, right? Like you, you really do need these periods of, at least I thrive on some level of stress. I really do. Um, I say this in job interviews, so it sounds like absolute crap to say on a podcast right now, but it's true, right? Like I, when there's a certain level of, uh, pressure, I like the, the word that you used it low when there's a certain level of pressure, like, um, that, uh, focuses me to some degree, um, which is kind of why I asked the question, is there such a thing as good stress? Um, because it lights a fire under me and it gets me to like push myself and push other people and try and be as organized as possible and push through and, and get to the, get to the finish line. Whereas, you know, when you're in a situation where there's no deadlines and no consequences for getting something done, that's kind of worse, right? You, you have the, um, uh, we, we also just mentioned motive. Pedro just mentioned motivation. Uh, which leads me to think of the intrinsic motivation triangle and another book recommendation that I will put in show notes, which is Daniel Pink's Drive, um, which talks about the intrinsic motivation triangle a lot as well. But that's where you, you need three things to be motivated in a certain level of like iron triangle style ba uh, balance, which is autonomy, mastery, and purpose. And if you don't have some degree of pressure and some degree of deadline and, and some uh, fail fail condition for what you're doing, then you don't feel like you have purpose and you don't, you don't feel like you can drive towards that. So, yeah, I, I, I like the word pressure for it. It's not not one that I've heard before in this context, but I think it works works pretty well. Yeah, um, but I like what you say there because you, I was dealing with this in one of my teams recently, like uh, with this deadline concept right when, when you put a deadline you're not increasing stress you might be giving purpose which is which is very nice like it's, it's a good analogy that you can put it out there trying to explain why you should actually commit to a deadline even if the deadline is not very meaningful but it gives you like a, a target to look for mm -hmm. which is very nice yeah i think uh, there's a, there's this distinction to be made between a deadline because it's something that has to happen and then you end up with yet another kind of iron triangle situation where you know for example there's like a set deadline that's coming from a stakeholder and it's like okay but we can't deliver everything that you want by then so we need to start to talk about scope and reducing that and it becomes an iron triangle between like cost and scope and time and how to make that work um and also between like self-imposed deadlines and just saying okay regardless of how tight the deadline is uh, sometimes this, this has to happen. I think, um, we've talked a lot already about deadlines and, uh, I've just brought scope into the equation as well and like time management and how that can relate to stress. I think time is very much, uh, not, <laughs> not to bring it back to entropy ticking away again, but time is, uh, very much our like finite resource. Uh, and it can be quite stressful to kind of watch that tick away and, and be gone. Um, it's although I think you I think you've done some like talks and things on time management. Do you have like a quick time management tip for anybody? Or book recommendation or uh, something? Yeah. 
to be honest, like time management, I, I just kind of read a lot of articles. Um, I can definitely look up and put in the show notes later on. But in general, you know, the first thing that I start with when, when dealing with time management is like fixing my calendar because I do use calendar quite a lot, right? So I like to have blocks of time to think, blocks of, you know, time for myself just to do work that I know that I can do by myself. Um, my role, you know, my role actually takes a lot of uh, collaboration and I have to collaborate a lot. I have to talk a lot, but sometimes you just want to be by yourself thinking about something, thinking about a solution and just putting it out there. Um, so my, my first tip here is like, fix your calendar, like really put blocks for you to think, put blocks for you to rest, put blocks for you to eat if you don't have time to eat. Because one of the things that I notice in many companies, not only startups, but many companies, is that a lot of people are just not respectful respectful of your own time. And they put meetings where you are not expected to have a meeting. This gives me so much stress. Because if I put a block in my calendar, like, I want to have lunch at this time. Because I take lunch seriously. I, I want to have lunch away from the computer. This is a thing in my culture, and I like to keep it. But if people put meetings there that are completely unnecessary, which could have done or could have been in any other hour, I get very stressed when I get into that meeting. I go grumpy into that meeting. So it's not um, it's not very good. It's not, it's not a really good meeting for me. Um, so I try to, you know, be respectful of other, other people's time, look at their calendar before I schedule anything. Um, and also I like to block my calendar quite a lot. This helps me keep scope uh, on my work this helps me organize my day this helps me understand better what i'm gonna do so time management calendars my thing um, i don't try to do any kind of pomodoro techniques that doesn't work for me um, but it might work for other people as well so i would start by by doing that uh so it's what you're talking about is creating a, a good work-life balance and part of your life is your, is your lunch and your food yeah, I, I think so. Because, you know, these days I was looking at, I forgot where, but uh, there is this uh, there's this lady which was showing examples of bad work-life balance, right? And and her goal is to really like just point out how, how bad we're in this culture of, you know what, I have, let's say, a nine to five job and I finish at five. My work was completely organized to finish at five. And then somebody comes with a task at five let's say and say hey can you do it right now after after my time you get completely out of your own routine and now you're advancing into your personal time that personal time for me is so much valuable that i don't want to commit it to to work right i organize my day so i don't have to work on on after hours um so yeah it's it's something towards that organize your day towards your working hours once in a while it will happen that you have to work after hours but don't make it as a as a rule, right? Don't make it as a rule. You have your personal life, you have your family to take care of, um, or your own things. So just keep it at that, right? Separate things. Um, that is that is how I'm trying to guide my life now, and it's really helping me control my stress. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you when you eat lunch, when you take your lunch break, do you eat well? Does that help? Does it make a difference? I think it does. Like nutrition and your body chemicals and how they react to that definitely makes a difference. Um, I used to drink a lot of coffee. Seems silly. Some people are 
very tolerant to coffee. Yeah, I used to be like nine cups a day guy, so yeah. Yeah, me too. And I changed. So I'm just in the morning now. Interesting. You make you make a good cup of coffee though. <laughs> I find uh, I find the same Pedro, thing. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. I find the same thing about coffee though. Um, I found recently that uh, you know I drink coffee because I like it. I drink coffee because it helps me to 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 be more alert. But I've also found myself being very anxious, very nervous, very stressed, um, irritable. And I, I'm doing the same thing as you, Ital. Uh, just trying to keep it in the mornings, keep it to uh, only a few cups. I don't know if this is age or the circumstances or what it is, but. Uh, Definitely, it definitely helps. Like if something is a stimulant and is going to make you yeah, yeah, more, yeah. you know, stimulated, it's probably going to amplify anything that's bad to it. If you're stressed, I think it's just going to make you, going to make you more stressed. Um, there's, there's another couple yeah, of things. There's... Yeah. Sorry, go on. No, sorry. Yeah. I was just going to complete your thought is like in the mornings, if you drink coffee and you, you get caffeine into your system, that helps. But after 12 Probably not a good idea. Yeah, the Italians would say no cappuccino after eleven, right? So exactly. Uh, for me, coffee basically saw me through the first year of my daughter's life. Um, just like sleeping very little, uh, it was like I needed a stimulant. But then the problem was that I became, I truly became dependent on it, and 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 then I had the all the all the downsides uh, from it. But I had to take it, otherwise I wouldn't be functional. Um, so, so that wasn't, that wasn't nice. And that's why I'm cutting back now. But on that note, I find that one thing that gives me a lot of stress and the way that I deal with it is, um, just being in an, an environment that doesn't fit me and my needs and how I operate specifically again, you know, my daughter's two now, so she's starting to have a schedule that looks more like that of a grown up person in terms of when she wakes up, when she goes to sleep, but babies are all very different. And, um, this is a very divisive topic, so I don't want to go too much into it because every parent does this differently. But for me, I had a daughter that by 5 PM, it was time for the bath and to put her in bed. That's just, that was just a rhythm. Um, and whenever we, like we traveled a lot and, uh, and, and, and even through, even through, um, even through different time zones and jet lag, we found that she would always normalize at that time. So she would wake up at like 5 a.m. and go to sleep at 5.30 p.m. The thing is, I made a decision early on that I wanted and I would do everything that I could um, and I would sacrifice if I had to professionally to spend time with my daughter. Um, so you can see the problem here. Yeah. You can immediately see the problem here, right? So like if, if, you know, a, 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 a typical work day, at least in Berlin, if it ends at 6 PM, it's early, right? Especially in our area, because a lot of developers like to start working late. So they also get out of the office late. Um, and that means that it can be seven, seven thirty, eight before, uh, before the day's done. So, um, yeah, in the place that I worked at at that time, this was, this was a bit of an issue because I found myself completely at odds with, with my environment. My environment was much more of a late evening, late afternoon, early evening kind of time to be together and, and, and get work done. And I found that switching 
to an environment where, you know, people have different schedules and they're okay with it. And so they just work around that reality, um, which means that meetings take place in the golden hours that everybody overlaps, for instance, that helps tremendously. And even though I'm in a company right now that is in an industry that is in a bit of a trouble uh, because of the financial situation that's affecting everybody in our industry, um, I just, I really like that. And it's the thing that I appreciate about my current uh, company. So finding a place that fits you and your characteristics, definitely a good tool, not an easy one to deploy, but is worth it. Another thing is, is, is talking about it is important. Like for me, going on holiday doesn't help. Um, alcohol, just not a thing that I like really do. Delegation typically doesn't matter the things for the things that really stress me. Mindfulness, meditation, exercise, eating well, those things help, but they don't fix it. But talking about it to someone who can relate to you. Oh my God. That's like 90% that's of huge. the reason why I talk to you guys. <laughs> no, that's right. It's, it's huge, right? Like when you talk to somebody, you not only vent out your your worries it, it you have that feedback from other people that you know what i also go through that and it's it's okay yeah and we can alone. work out together right like we can figure it out how to get out of this so that is that is good i have a situation that i'm not going to go too much into right now but with a couple of particular reports of mine who are in a stressful situation and uh just having a one-on-one -on -one with them and saying like getting them to understand like hey i see this from where i am as well and like i'm on your side and these are the these are my thoughts as to how we can get through the situation like that's huge for them i i think that they've i i sincerely hope that whether or not they listen to this i sincerely hope that they appreciate that like i'm able to it's good for me as well, right? Like as the manager to say like, okay, I feel in touch with them because I'm seeing the same pain points. And then for them, hopefully they see like, oh, my manager sees the same pain points as I do. And like, he's on it. And if we hadn't had these conversations, they just wouldn't have happened. So I think like in a work situation, as well as in a home situation, like if you're having relationship issues or something like that, just honestly, just talking about it is such a big deal. It's definitely the best thing you can do. I mean, I disagree. I will agree to disagree with you, Pedro, on the benefits of alcohol. I think alcohol is God put it on the earth for the reason. Uh, I mean, if you, <laughs> for me, for me, if, but, if 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 I'm having a, a really good drink with a really good friend, then yeah, I guess alcohol there really help, really does help in a way. Um, but uh, yeah, not, not not in itself. I, not not for me, but. You know, different strokes. From different yeah. Folks. Okay. Critical Channel officially does not endorse alcohol abuse. Something, does something. It, uh, Go and see somebody if it, you have a real issue. Doesn't it? However, I made Pedro some really nice mezcal quite recently. Oh so, yeah. You know, just saying. Thinking about them ever since, my man. Uh huh. Um, but to bring it back onto the topic of, uh, so you know, I just mentioned, you know, I have some reports who are going through stress have. Uh, maybe like Etlo, have you ever been in a situation where you've noticed that somebody who reports to you is stressed and either you've understood why because it's a work stress or you've not understood why because it's a home stress and, and what was that like? Yeah, both actually, like both situations. Uh, more recently, I had, had somebody talking to me because they were stressed about their understanding 
of their own role versus what is the expectation of their role um, in the company. Because we changed the role, um, the career ladder we had internally, and they were worried like, hey, what does that mean to me? And, and we do these changes sometimes without realizing that this can affect people in a bad way, which is exactly what happened there. And luckily, because we have a good conversation and a good you know relationship, he was pretty honest about it. He came to me and he was like, I don't feel comfortable, comfortable about this. Like, it's really stressing me off. I go, I, I end my day and I keep thinking about it. I wake up, I'm thinking about it. I'm not comfortable with it. This is good because they proactively shared, right? Like they proactively shared with me straight away. Um, and then we just work it out. Like we, I try to explain to them, like, what is the problem here? Um, how can we, how can we do some actions to, to make, to, to make it more comfortable, right? So you understand why these changes are, are happening. Transparency is key in this situation. Um, but, but we also had situations where, um, somebody was not proactively coming to you but because you know that person you kind of realize that they're not in their let's say normal perceived behavior that i would expect this person to be so you can definitely see there's something going on potentially in their personal life or professional life and what i try to do is i go and ask right and i'm not i don't go deep into their personal life I don't, that, that is not my my goal but if there is something that work is causing them to be stressed it's my job to make sure I unblock this person in that sense, right? Like I comfort that person in that sense um, to the best of my ability. Um, but again, it's a tricky situation. So if, you, if you're a manager or not even a manager, if you, if you lead people or if you talk to people, if, you're, if you deal with people, basically talking and getting to understand that person, having empathy towards people, that is critical for you to identifying when somebody is going through a, a hard time. Yeah. So, yeah. It can be crazy as well, because people can be going through things totally outside of, like somebody could be going through a divorce or something like that, and they just don't want to talk about it, or like not even like just a breakup, right? It doesn't even have to be a divorce, or a family member is sick or anything. But like, there's so many reasons why somebody's head could not be in the game. I, I remember... Um, I never found out the reason, uh, I've told this story a lot and I don't know if I've told it on the podcast, but I never found out the reason why this happened. But I remember when I had this one, uh, junior engineer who was definitely not the best engineer in the team by a long shot, but like, boy, was he diligent and he would like, you know, he would work later than everybody else. He would, uh, when he had a problem, like he would just kind of wrestle with that problem and he would solve it. Like he maybe not in the most elegant way, maybe, you know, he would need some support to help that, but like he cared. Right. And then one day he just seemed to stop caring. And I never, never, ever figured out why that happened. I never figured out if he burnt out because he tried too hard or I didn't figure out if there was something up with like, I don't know, like his brother who was really close to, or like in a relationship or anything like, and it's bugged me for years now because I never found out why because he was like wasn't the strongest technical engineer but he was the most diligent engineer on the team and then one day it just flipped it went nowhere um, and but that was just because he wouldn't share and honestly I do I genuinely believe that if he'd have been able to share whatever it was that was bothering him with me we could have figured something out even if it was just like hey go take a couple of days off and deal with whatever you're going to deal with right like as your manager i'll let you do that you don't have to take 
days out of your vacation days or anything like just go figure it out that's the bare minimum i could have done and but it would have been better than nothing but as it was i couldn't do anything for him because i had no i had no idea what actually was going on um and he just wouldn't share with me so it's it's frustrating as hell but like it is what it is sometimes people just don't want to share with you that's true and and it's their right i mean as as a manager it can be so frustrating though especially when you hear things through other people and you can't bring those things up in a conversation i mean like you have to separate you know rumors and and the grapevine from the conversation that you're having with with a person um but it can be it can be really difficult to to separate that and to be empathetic and, and, and not jump to advice. I think also like listening to people doesn't mean solving the problems for them. Right. Um, but, but I think that just what you, what you said there, Kieran, just like acknowledging that something seems a little off and just offering, offering something that might be useful. I think like time off without it counting, like that's stuff that you can probably do. Um, that's good, but, but it's so, that, that's why it's so important to build a good relationship, some good report with people that you're supporting so that when these things happen, they feel like there's a safe space for them to confide in you, um, a, a, a little bit because like you can, you can be, I don't know where you are on the argument of, you know, work-life balance versus work-life integration, whether or not there should be separation between the two things. But the thing is, at the end of the day, however, we want to abstract the different aspects of our lives. We are just one human and things affect us one way or another. We can, we can control our demeanor and our behavior, but we're not going to be, we're not going to be, um, separated completely. So being able to notice those things and, 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 and make the space, I think some, sometimes it can be just like, you know, laying off that person a little bit or maybe, maybe, maybe there's a PM or another engineer who's giving that person a hard time and you can maybe create a little bit of a, a little bit of space there, defend the person a little bit. Those are things that you can, that you can do. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's on people to share. And if someone is, you, you hear or you think you know that they're going through a hard time, but they don't bring it up. They don't want to talk about it. They, maybe, maybe they, maybe, maybe it's important for them to not, um, it's hard to explain this, but it's like, I think that sometimes when you're going through something that's so unthinkable, so unspeakable in your personal life, you kind of need your work life to look like it's normal. So that at least you have that to cling to. I think especially when you're like, and this is so common, um, when you're in some kind of bad relationship, you have maybe a bad situation at home. Um, work can be sort of a haven, uh, there. And you might not, you might not want to tell your boss you're getting abused, for instance, you know, like you might not want to share those things. You might just want to get on with things. So yeah, like I think not like be, being alert to things, listening, but not digging when it's none of your business, I think is also, it's an important balance to strike. But yeah, I think more yeah, could be said I think, about that. Uh, it's, it's, you have one life, right? It's at home and it's at work and the stress from work can bleed through into home and the stress from home can bleed through into work. And honestly, it, it, you know, as a manager, it's, it's on me to 
to help my reports balance that somehow and to say like hey if you've if you've got stuff going on at home of course it's going to affect your work if you've got stuff going on at work that's affecting your home of course i don't want that i want you to have a good balance and it's just uh it's just trying to help people find that i guess um whether that's through like offering time off or off i think it's all your company offers massages and stuff or uh mindfulness like offering a subscription to calm.com or headspace not sponsors something like this but like yeah um i'm gonna just maybe ithlo what would be your one tip to somebody who is either trying to manage their own stress or b trying to manage their employees talk to people like we said, this is for me, like the main takeaway of this whole conversation. Talk to people like we sometimes it depends on your personality as well. But if you can talk to somebody, then then go and talk to somebody like this is probably the main thing out there um, because it really helps. And and I'm I'm very guilty sometimes of not talking about my own stress. I try to talk to my wife about it, uh, but at work. Not really. If I'm under stress, not even to my manager sometimes. And I'm trying to change that behavior because once I do talk to somebody, that person can help me out. So talk. I think that's the main one. And Mm -hmm. if I can add one thing that is not related to that, the German bureau language has something very interesting called Briefschmerz, which is something that leads to a lot of stress in your life. Um, Briefschmerz means basically like the pain of receiving a letter, which is a big thing in Germany. <laughs> um, so every time you receive that from the Finanzamt, which is the financial uh, government, whatever thing we have here, uh, that can be quite stressful. So the word of the day, Briefschmerz. There you go. Word of the day. Is that something we're going to do from now on? German Absolutely. word of the day. All right. <laughs> I will have to learn some more German then. Uh, Pedro, when, uh, when you've experienced stress, what's something that's worked for you to help that out? Uh, depending on the level of that stress, um, talking for sure. Uh, I'm just going to plus one on talking to, to people who can relate crucially. I think it's, it's great to talk to friends, uh, any friends, uh, any dear friends. Um, I think your, your partner should definitely qualify. But, um, but it's most useful when I'm talking to somebody who can relate because they're in a similar situation or have been or can understand. Um, so, you know, like peers, like yourselves, uh, really helps. But I will also say, don't screw around with this. Like if it's getting really bad to the point where you feel like you're not really getting any relief any other way, seek therapy if you can afford it. Honestly, I've done that in the past. I will probably do so in the future. Um, it is some of the best way you could possibly spend your money. Again, if you can afford it, I realize not everybody can. Um, but, uh, there's nothing like having a professional sitting with you, asking you key questions and giving you some perspective. It really, 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 really helps. There is a reason why it gets recommended so much. Um, don't discount this. I don't think there should be any stigma around it. I think that like half of all people go through some kind of like medically diagnosed mental problem sometime or another in their lives. And I'm pretty sure the other 50 are simply undiagnosed. 
It's the most normal thing in the world. Um, seek help. Great advice. Kieran, you. Yeah, from my side, I'm going to say two things, actually, and I'm not going to say talk to people, even though I completely am with both of you on that, but just to add an extra emphasis or an extra uh, point of view to this. Um, one thing that really works for me is going for a walk. When I get mad, I just, or not even mad, but just like, I realize sometimes that what I'm annoyed about is the pixels that are appearing on a computer screen and that maybe there's like a world out of my window that I could just go and be in instead of worrying about like the four pixels that are wrong on the computer screen. So just going for a walk, but also like trying to go for a walk and not be dwelling on the issue in your head. And I don't know where I heard this. Um, I think it might have been on another podcast, but God knows if I'll ever be able to find it. Uh, but um, just as you're walking, tell yourself, hey, look at the chimneys. Like, put your head up and look at, go look for chimneys on houses, because how often do you ever see those, right? Because you, you're so often looking at the ground or looking at your phone or just, like, looking into the middle distance and not really paying attention and just giving yourself, like, something mentally to do while you're on a walk can really, like, clear that up. And for me, that helps. I just walk out there and I just go, all right, chimneys, I'm going to go look at chimneys, whatever. Not my original idea. Someone else said it, don't know who, but, like, it's helped a lot in the past. And then the other thing is, like, if you're in a position where uh, where you're able to, you know, because here we talk about the very easy problems. So if you're in a position where you're able to uh, help the cultural change along to reduce stress at, like, an organizational level, people are happy when they can ship things. Like, developers are happy when they can build a thing and they can ship the thing. Absolutely. Make your releases smaller. Make your releases as frequent as possible. Make sure people aren't blocked. Because that's what stresses people out. It doesn't stress yeah. people out that they're shipping. No one's ever been stressed out because they're shipping things too much, right? Everyone's stressed out because they're blocked on shipping something or because they're told to ship stuff that they can't ship for whatever reason. Uh, the mo more you can maximize that flow, the happier the people you, the happier the people are and the, the less stressed people are. Yeah, the basics. Yeah. Some, a lot of the times the basics aren't there, right? Exactly. So let's wrap up this special shorter episode. Uh, you've been listening to The Critical Channel. You can find the show notes at criticalchannel.io slash 21. And Italo can say the thing. Find us on Twitter at Criticalio. Exactly oh, yeah. what he said. Uh, pleasure to chat to you all again and see you next time. See you next time. Bye. Ciao.